Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Giants Brawl Podcast. Listen. New York, and they are here to talk Giants football. Here is Mike Trainer and Jay Jules. Hey, Giants fam! Welcome to the one and only Giants Brawl podcast. I'm Mike Trainer. You can find me on Twitter, Mike Trainer MFT. You can find Jules NYC One. Jules, right? Jules NYC One. Right. Jules NYC One, man. I'm keeping it like that from now on. <laughs> That's insane. And then you got John. You got follow him at NYG Slapping Raid, slapping bitches around. That's it, uh, man. Man, what a week, man. Another podcast. Yeah, great podcast last week. Uh, I enjoyed it. I love telling my uh, supermarket uh, job stories. I got a couple more for you, if you guys don't mind. Listen to it. I just got to be sure. more more politically correct. You know, I don't want to use the R word, even though right. I use it with a term of endearment to my friends. I call my friends retarded all the time. And, you know, like <laughs> there was guys that I worked at the supermarket. They were like, you know, my friends, they were, they were you know, they're just, they acted retarded. But I always told them I'd rather hang out with the real retarded people than you guys. Uh, mentally disabled. But let me correct myself. Mentally disabled. I don't want to, you know, rub people the wrong way. I love those people I work with. They were just, they were great. But I got a couple, I got two stories about that. One, this one guy, Andrew, that was a bagger. He worked there. He was mentally challenged, whatever. So I wanted to go see my boy Hollywood down in Long Island. He stayed like at this like a place called Shelter Island. It was off the tip of Long Island. We had to take a ferry to get there. So that's, a good, that's a good spot right there. Right, back then I was like, you know, 18, 19 years old, whatever I was. And I wanted to figure out how to get there. There was no MapQuest back then. There was no Waze apps. So I asked Andrew, because he his mom had a house there. He lived, like, on, during the summers, like, shelter on. He was gone for, like, three months. So I asked him, like, how do I get there? My man legit pulled out a map, because back then at the supermarket, he had maps. You know, he pulled out a map. He's like, all right, you got to take this road here. You got to go all the way down. They put the whole map out. I'm like, wow, like this guy's like, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, granted, if I listened to him, I wouldn't have ended up in like Florida, <laughs> you know, if I followed his directions. <laughs> but at least he made the attempt to try to get me there. You know, he, made, he, he did pull out the map and everything. Missed that guy. But there was another one called Jonathan. He was just the best. He was just like, he's like a little bit slow, you know, a little bit older than us. I mean, granted, we were like 19, 20 years old, right? 
So we didn't have the best judgment, you know, my group of friends back there, you know, working at the food employment. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> not, not really. It's funny, you know, mm. things, things you wish you could take back back in the day. Right. So we decided, like, we asked Jonathan, it's like, hey, you want to go to the strip club? So there was <laughs> oh a strip God. club called Stilettos up in Nyack, New York. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> like, we're like, Jonathan, like, we're going to pick you up at your house in Mount Vernon. We're going to go up there. It's going to be me, you, this kid John, this kid Eugene, this other kid. Ryan's going to come, right? It's like five of us, right? So we all we go to his house. My man's like right at the door waiting for us. He comes running out, like trying to sneak out of his house. He hops in. We grab 40s. My man's drinking a 40 in the back, right? We're all drinking 40s, heading up to the fucking strip club. Now, this is where it kind of gets a little dicey. We go into the strip club, right? You know, we're all having, you know, hanging out. So we usually walk in, we go to like the first, like, kind of like dance, like table, whatever there. We're all around there. Then all of a sudden, like, a girl approached me to go get a lap dance. I'm not going to say no. So I go there. I'm like, like, within the first, like, two minutes we're in there, I'm like, lap dance? I'm like, sure. So we go in the, you know, the back, the, you know, the, the private room or whatever to get a lap dance. Now, my friends told me this. I didn't see this happen, but apparently when Jonathan was holding the dollar bill and waiting for the stripper to, you know, as soon as the stripper made eye contact with him and she started going over to him, my man took that dollar, threw it, and ran out of the strip club. Oh, like, my know, God. <laughs> he freaked out, man. He totally freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. So I come from getting a lap dance. I'm like, they're like, trainer, trainer, what happened? Like, yo, Jonathan just fucking ran out. I'm like, yo, we had to dip out the fucking strip club, go find him. He was running. I thought he was going to be like down the block in the middle of traffic, but he was like actually by the car. I'm like, dude, what's, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, you got to come back in. He's like, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want anymore. I'm like, all right. So that was, that was my, that was my other story. Like, well, I kind of like felt bad afterwards, but man, it just, it made for like a pretty good story. Like, I, I just can't believe we did that. Like, well, like we're, we're going out there with this dude. He's, uh, it was just, Correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't that, especially at the time, wasn't that one of the ones where they didn't serve alcohol and it had that like weird rule and the women were able to be like completely naked and everything? Completely butt ass yeah, naked. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I think that place. <laughs> I don't think Jonathan ever seen, you know, naked That's women. What like, I mean, bro, you put this guy in a shock right there, man. I was talking about culture shock. <laughs> what I've been yeah, graduate to a place like that, bro. You can't just. It's like some beautiful house. Like somebody sits on top of the mountain. Fully naked and just wants to take a dollar from me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I threw him to the wolves, man. I threw him to the wolves, man. Ah, just take it. <laughs> I swear, man. If I ever like hit the lottery or something, man, I gotta go find this dude. I gotta hook him up with something like this. But that, yeah, take him out for a lap dance. <laughs> when this podcast, when this podcast blows up more, like I know that guy. That fucking guy took me to the strip club with his boys, and we all drank forty. <laughs> Yeah, all you know is that dude probably owns like five strip clubs up and down the East Coast now. It's shit. Like he's like a tycoon. Chains <laughs> <laughs> and shit, man. Yeah. yeah, he's got like the best strip clubs all up and down the East Coast. You don't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was my story, man. I, I mean, I could go on and on about all these fucking stories I have, but man, I can't, man. What's up with you guys, man? How was your week? Ah, you know, pretty basic. Like I said, it, it's kind of you know, it's it's getting better in the fact that you're seeing a lot more of these places in New York City starting to open up. So, you know, I had a buddy up from Florida and met up with a couple of friends. We were able to grab a couple of beers and a burger like at one of the spots in Brooklyn. So, you know, little things like that, you know, opening up, just kind of making it feel like a little bit more sort of normal in a sense where like maybe we're we're getting better with this COVID thing and it's starting to loosen up a little bit and hopefully we're getting around this whole uh, epidemic that that we've been going through. But, you know, other than that, that that was really primary focus over the weekend for me. 
But John, didn't you uh did you have that uh podcast you went on on oh, what was that Thursday or Friday of last week? Uh yeah, Wednesday, I think it was just Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it was. Um I was on with uh past the analyst on his channel, PTA Sportser, uh, and we had a fucking heated debate for about 90 minutes. I'm gonna full 12 rounds with this dude. Uh, about Saquon Barkley and just the overall state of the Giants and then just football philosophy in general. Um, did you, did you I'm not going to say that. Bro, <laughs> listen to me. There was times in this thing where I had this guy and I was watching the video as I'm talking to him and he's just sitting there scratching his head like, I got to change the subject here because I'm fucking fighting a battle. I'm not winning right now. Yeah. So he was moving the goalposts on me and they told me, I'm moving the goalposts. Um, all in all, it was a fun experience. I was up in the mountains. You know, I went away with my girls. Uh, my my uh, my birthday on Thursday. Actually, the next day, did some nice skiing at Windham Mountain. Um, did that. That you know the 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 channel the the video went well. Uh, it's definitely worth the listen if you, you guys want to find. It. I tweeted it out, so if you guys you know listen as you want to listen to that, uh, it's definitely worth it. It's not as funny as uh, as our as our as our episodes that we do, but um, <laughs> just from overall, just two dudes yelling at each other for fucking ninety minutes. Uh, it, it was pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait. I gotta listen to it after this, man. I gotta watch the Nick game tonight. I'm gonna mute that and listen to the that podcast, man. I want to. That's not a bad idea, right? After the game in the background, right? You don't really need that much noise, and then you just kind of listen to this. Yeah, that could work. Not a bad idea, bro. Nick's are doing pretty good, huh? Yeah, well, I saw I saw the other night that I was looking at that and I couldn't believe my eyes. Like I literally had to look it up on my phone. I was watching the TV. I was about to grab a newspaper just to like triple check it that they were like the fourth team in the end in the East right now. Over like, how the 500. fuck is that even possible, dude? I mean, look, I understand the East sucks. It's not, it's not a contention with the West as far as teams is concerned. But, like, literally, they're fourth. Like, give me a break, bro. That's fucking nuts. And I know Randall's having an amazing season amongst the, the rest of the team, but still. Only one team got to come out the East. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, not, man. Dude, I mean, you know, people forget that New York City is a huge basketball team, right? I, I, you know, uh, city, rather, I should say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if, like, the Nets are number one and, and, like, the Knicks end up being, like, the fourth seed or some shit and we get into the playoffs like that? Oh, Bro, this we- city's going to be fucking going nuts, man. And they, they just opened up, too, was it, like, a week or two ago where you can go to the Rangers, Islanders, Nets, Knicks games, like, that all just yeah, opened yeah. up as well. So, yep. yo, man, it, it, this, could be a, this could be a really fun spring to come for sure. Yo, imagine they play each other in the playoffs. Man, that, that's going to be crazy. We might have to be you know, let's go out and get that fucking superstar team, which makes me hate the NBA that they do all that shit. They have all these like stars on the team, and then here the Knicks coming out of nowhere with just the guys they got, right? Because I'm not counting fucking Derrick Rose. I don't count, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like not at this point in his career, right? Like fuck that. He's playing. He's playing legit though. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. He's bringing I that want him. quality to the team. I didn't want him because you know last time he was here, he just like got up and went home. Like who does that? <laughs> he just goes home. Like, you can't. You can't be a professional person and just go home. Like, I don't leave my job and be like, I'm just going to go home. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's like, well, what is it, like 12 o'clock? Yeah, I'm not going to go to lunch. I'm just going to go home. Goodbye. Yeah. Have a good night. See you later. He just didn't even tell anyone. <laughs> he just left. He went home. It's crazy. Is that what happened? Wow. Yeah, a couple That's years ago. That's a different level ago, of power. Yeah. But then again, the Knicks back then were just fucking chaotic, man. Oh, my God. Dude, that, that, that shit was just like a soap opera on the fucking NBA channel. Yeah, they're like the fucking, they were like the Jets. You know what I mean? It was pathetic. But it's football yeah. time. We got to, we got to start talking about football, man. Let's. Yo, listen, we got we got we got a good amount to talk about too. There was a few things that developed over the last couple of uh, days and hours, uh, to, to say the least. 
You know, you had you had the big one. I guess the big one, right, is the whole J.J. Watt signing, right? You know, everybody was sitting back, sitting, sitting there going, where's he going to sign? He wants to play for a contender. You know, he was even tweeting out stuff like where he was like, yo, when I go on DoorDash, I take like fucking like 25 minutes, half hour just to make an order. And that's DoorDash. <laughs> and that's when I'm hungry, right? Because like I don't know what to order. And he's like putting this whole shit up. And he's building up. Right. I think he tweeted out some other shit where he posted like him working out and he had the colored weights. Right. So he had like a, a black and, and yellow one to like represent the Steelers. He had a blue and white one and red to represent the Bills. He had like another thing set up for oh. um, I forgot what the other contenders were. Right. And then fucking out of nowhere. It's like I felt like I got like like sucker punts to some shit. This dude, like, not that I really care because I knew the Giants weren't gonna get him. Right. But all of a sudden touch right signs with fucking Arizona. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? And to find out in, in the last like say 12 hours or so. Not only did he sign with Arizona, but he took less money than with the Colts and Browns, who were actual playoff teams. Right. He took less than what they were offering. And one of the reasons is is because he wants to go play with the midget in Arizona and Kyler Murray. Bro, I like this shit's getting me crazy. And we retweeted it out, right? So if you're on Twitter, check it out. I tweeted it out amazingly, and I'm going to fucking stand on this. I'm going to just jump out before you guys get in on this one. And I'm going to say it right now. If the Giants do the right thing, and they get, the, they get a couple of weapons for Dale Jones, He's going to have a better season than Kyle Murray. Fuck it. I said it here. You heard it. Book it. Jules has fucking said it. All right? What's yeah. your feel on this, guys? <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Kyle Murray. Why would J.J. Watt want to play with him? He's not going to get the ball thrown his way. You know what I mean? He's, he's a defensive player. He's, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Kyle Murray, like, listen, I don't think he's that great. He makes some nice, exciting plays. He runs around that stupid little midget guy. But, listen, J.J. Watt is a whole other story, like, you don't go to a contender like Green Bay or something like that, and you go to Arizona, which could barely make the fucking playoffs. And there's stories that were coming out about J.J. Watt. Like, there was, like, coaches in, in Houston that that said he was, like, not really a team player, only cared about, you know, getting his sacks. And he, so he only cared about numbers in a way. And that's that story's been, like, kind of around the NFL for, like, years since he's been in the NFL. So that's not the first time people heard it. It's just, like, kind of, you know, coming up again since he made that move to Arizona, It's just a weird place, man. It makes me think, like, maybe his wife kind of wanted him to go to a nice place because she's an athlete, too. Maybe they just wanted to go, like, a, a warm-weather place, one house, and, you know, don't need, like, a, a winter house and a summer house type deal. But, I mean, why would you why would you go to Green Bay anyway? Like, just, you know what I mean? I, I can't imagine playing in freezing weather, have to live there and dealing with all that shit. Of course I would go to Arizona. But you're not going to win anything. You know, I, I, real quick, too, talking about, like, you know, playing with younger quarterbacks, right? Damn, that's a hell of a knock on Baker Mayfield, right? Because if the Browns actually offered him money, he could have lined up with Miles Garrett. So they would have had a sick defensive line in Cleveland, too. Yeah. And he just turned that shit down. So, like, I don't get it. Well, oh, Kyle Murray. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, why the fuck does a defensive player care about the offensive guys that he's playing with, especially one that he never met in Kyle Murray? Why was DeAndre Hopkins talking up? Like, oh, this is the best quarterback I ever played with. That's because DeAndre Hopkins never played with any fucking good quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My man had one. He played with fucking Deshaun Watson for like two seasons. That's it. That's all he ever fucking had in his whole NFL career. He still puts up crazy numbers. Watson had a good year last year, but no, I know. You know what I mean? But besides that, like, I don't think he's that great, Watson. Yeah, somebody go get him. Go get that yeah. fucking. Hey, you know, like I was gonna say, like they, they, yeah. I think the NFL gets a little too crazy with quarterbacks that scramble really well and then can run, right? And bring that sort of element game like Lamar Jackson, where not only could they scramble around in the pocket, 
They could somewhat throw from the pocket, but then they also have that running ability that they take and they add to the game. And I think they just get so over the top crazy with that shit where, look, you realize that it doesn't win all the time. As a matter of fact, I can't even think of the last time it won a Super Bowl. Let's think about that. I mean, look, you could say Pat Mahomes is sort of like that, but Pat Mahomes is also a really good pocket passer. So, I'll like, you know, and, Jeff huh? Hosteller, that's the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> With his stupid mustache. You know? <laughs> that was it. Bro, what it comes down to is um, most people consume sports through ESPN and NFL Network and stuff like that. And what do you see? They show the highlights of all the plays. What gets more highlights? A guy sitting in the pocket or a guy scrambling around all over the place, throwing a ball to a receiver and you know, yeah. then catching the ball? That's what it is. You got it's, it's the goldfish mentality, really. It's you know a shiny object. Oh, I want it. That's yeah. That, that's that's a big part of why these these guys have Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying they're bad quarterbacks. I, you know, I'm just uh, you know, uh, like JJ Watt. You, you left you left Houston with Deshaun Jackson because you believe in Kyler Murray, bro. What I believe about that is that he looks at him as like a little boy. And he can go pet him whenever he wants because there's no logical explanation as to why of all the quarterbacks in the entire NFL, Aaron Rodgers and everybody else, they decided to go fucking Arizona. John, maybe John. people on the West Coast just usually where they go to retire. Yeah. John, like Houston, they went to the, the playoffs with Brock Osweiler. You guys remember that, right? They went to the fucking playoffs with him. Like they were okay. Like what the fuck happened in Houston? Man? Yeah, dude, seriously. It make any man. Sense. Like locker room, man. Like, you know, and they, love, they love taking these like journeyman running backs that are sort of at the end of their career, Lamar Miller and now David Johnson and shit like that. It's like, bro, draft the fucking running back. What are you guys waiting for? Like, I, I don't get that either, right? Like, you know, you could have added another running element to that game to that team. I don't know what the hell's going on in Texas, man. It they're definitely uh they're definitely heading in the wrong direction to say the least. But you know what's Dude, crazy? That's, I, I can explain it to you guys. Um at least my theory on it. I think it just comes down to the analytics of football or sports in general. Um, they do a lot of their their recruiting not based on the human element. It's more about combine numbers and all that stuff that you know the analytics people love. And if you don't if you don't take care of the locker room, shit can implode easily. And that's exactly what happens. You had guys who are more concerned about themselves, not leaders, real guys like you said, JJ Watt. That's supposed to be a captain on your team, and he's not being a leader. He requests a trade and, and leaves. Deshaun Watson's were threatening not to play like an idiot. You know, you know, if you don't have good culture guys in the locker room, you have no chance. It's coach That's killers. It's, it, it ends up killing your coach. That's what it comes down to, man. It, without, they're taking the human element out of football. They're doing it in business, in politics, and everything. They're taking the human element out, and everything is all analytical. It's done behind a spreadsheet. On a, on a computer. Money that's ball, bro. What just, just like, like the Oakland A's. They still haven't won shit doing it. <laughs> right. Dude, yo, that's that's 100% all right on everything, man, they're fucking doing. Even at my job, they do stupid shit with, like, the, with these beers, like taking shit away, adding more new products. Yeah, dude, I could go on about that, but I, I'm not. That's just like, <laughs> pissed off. Bro. No, but it's, you know, it's you know what I wanted to say is that we, you know his his turning things back to like us, right? We 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 say a lot of things on this show. We talk a lot of shit, and I'll be the first one to say that I probably talk the most. But we do get a lot of things fucking right, you know. And one thing that's kind of come up on the radar is that we're usually ahead of shit, right? And I had to look back a little bit. I was researching. We did a show back on February sixteenth, and we were talking about free agents and possible people to be signed. And one of the guys I mentioned, who's now 
going to start to circulate, right? Because you haven't really heard much about this guy's name just quite yet is Hanson Reddick, right? I mentioned him. He's coming off of a career year. He had 56 total pressures, 12 and a half sacks, 20 tackles for a loss, six forced fumbles. Guy's a beast. He's only 26. Here's a guy that we could put in the, you know, and he's that sort of edge, I guess, outside linebacker, D end, whatever you want to call him. Right. You know, he plays that sort of position. He's going to be great with the three full looks when we have those type of schemes in place. He could then line up on the outside on the D line for the four three. That not a big deal. He does that kind of stuff. Right. Especially put him to the weak side. You know, it's funny how we would literally, you know, I was mentioning this is the 16th and now this guy's coming up again. I mean, they went out, they gave JJ Watt two years, 31 million. I don't think they're going to be able to sign this guy. They have a couple other things they need to sign as well. Like this was going to be on the market. I mean, what do you guys think? That's that's the guy I want. Jules, you, you heard me in the group text, like, yeah. he's the guy, like, you know, especially, like, three, four deep. I mean, he can, the way Patrick Graham moves his defense around, just get a guy that can rush the quarterback. He's that guy that can do it. And he's 26 years old. Dude, I mean, he fits this team age-wise, team-wise. He's a good guy. You don't hear any BS coming from him. Like, he had a nice year last year. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, even against us, man. Like, yeah. he's all over the fucking field, so... Yeah, I mean, I know Joe Judge got a good look at him, you know, going against us this past season. So I wouldn't be surprised, man, if he if he comes our way. We're in desperate need of a of a linebacker. I mean, Jules, you said on that that group text, Blake Martinez is pretty much the only one we have right now. Yeah, I mean, we lost guy coming back. We can't count the guys coming back from injury really right now. Yeah, you know, we we don't need. I mean, granted, we're not in a win this year type of situation where it's like all or nothing. But at the same time. You know, some of those guys are going to develop. It's going to be the same sort of thing we were seeing where guys will be out of place. They'll be slow developing. They're going to have to get used to the game. You're going to say they suck. And by week six, seven, they'll probably start putting it together. Of course, depending on how this offseason goes with preseason games and everything else. But just in hindsight, you know, what we're looking at currently, that's probably going to be the case, right? And, and we're going to be mixing guys in and out. And this guy's going to be playing too much. This guy's not going to be playing enough. It's going to be a lot of that shit. You bring in a guy like this, it ends all that, Right. And again, I you know I know you might want to wait because you know maybe maybe Mika Parsons falls to us there, and then that literally becomes that guy. But you know now you're waiting for a rookie to develop, right? And I know he right. could be a beast, and I'm not wouldn't be upset with him being picked out 11th either. But you know I just think that Reddit kind of fits into that 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 whole structure of what Graham's putting out there, and I think he would be great for us moving forward. But again, there's going to be a couple of things that need to be done that we can fit him in as well as getting some other pieces in free agency as well. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got to keep Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, and if we could add him and then count on both Carter and Zimenez to kind of share the wor- workload on the other side um, with Dexter Lawrence, yeah, that's, that's as good a front as you could ask for. 
Um, that's that's a, a playoff caliber front seven. Uh, when you when you you know add in um, Blake Martinez there, that's that's what you want. You, you know when you start asking for oh listen, I'm not going to be satisfied until I have you know Michael Strahan and OCU Miura and Justin Tuck. All right, you you you're 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 never going to be satisfied because stuff like that happens, you know, once every couple of generations. So, you know, that, that's not going to be likely if you can go in with, you know, getting those three guys and stuff, uh, you can, um, you can be satisfied going in and excited going into next season. If you, if you do that, John, you sign those guys and then you get that, that second cornerback where you don't have that revolving door as a second mm-hmm. quarterback, you have that guy sturdy. I know there's been rumors about – I said this, like, last year about Stephon Gilmore coming down from New England in a trade. That could possibly, you know, still happen. Even though I hate going after former New England players because every time they leave New England, it doesn't seem like they come here and do a good job unless you're a coach and you're Joe Judge. But, yeah. like, I tell you, like, to, to solidify that defense with a cornerback, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, we might have, like, one of the top defenses in the league if that happens, man. Right, I mean, look at the talent yeah. that side of the ball. Plus and coaching young, on a young team too. I mean, oh God, I mean that's what I that's why I always said and like you know back in the draft, like you know drafting like Patrick Sertain and getting that second cornerback. I mean, it's it's going to make a huge difference. So whatever we do, if if it's through the draft or free agency, man, like I'm all for it. No, Bro, if they crazy. can. Oh, sorry. I was yeah. going to say, I decided to jump on that. It's a great name to throw out there because I, I was literally thinking of that immediately with, with, with Patrick Sertain out of Alabama as a corner. I mean, look, if he's sitting there at 11, um, you know, at least the top two wide receivers are off the board, maybe even the third, right? And and you're looking at maybe Mika Parsons gone. Man, I would take a Patrick Sertain. You know, him and McKinney, they played together. They, they had a nasty secondary at the time when they were playing in Alabama. Yo, man, that would be a yeah. huge pickup for us. That, that would give us probably arguably one of the best secondaries in the NFL, no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, look, I, I, I'm going to stick to that point where I say that at 11 this year and this season, I think the Giants are going to have a lot of decision. It's funny. Like, I actually seen someone, I don't remember who, kind of tweeted out earlier today where they were just like, you know, no matter who we take at 11 – there's going to be people that are going to be happy. There's going to be people that are going to be fucking pissed off. And then there's going to be people that are going to be like right down the middle with the shit. So I think that's exactly what we're looking to expect there with that, as far as the 11th pick goes. It always happens with this fan base. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, my God. And whoever gets picked, though, there's going to be half the fan base that's not going to like them. Even if all the analysts and everything say, oh, yeah, it was a great pick, great value, blah, 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 blah. Just because Dave Gettleman is the guy that drafted him, they will trash the pick and they will not root for the kid. Just like they don't root for anybody else on our team. They're they fake. think they're Giants fans, but they're actually anti-Giants fans. Yeah, they're fake fans. They're fucking little yeah. The funniest part is they don't even realize that that's what the case is. They don't realize that they're actually fake fans. When you are actively rooting for failure of your own, the guys in, in your jersey, you're, you're, that's, that's the antithesis of a fan. It's weird, like right. you kind of like debate this, like on like on Twitter, on like social media. Then you got guys like coming after you, like saying like really fucking like derogatory shit, like going after you personally. Like I never like <laughs> if I debate somebody, I never go after them like personally. But I had one dude like no, I do. <laughs> one, one dude coming after me. Well, you're a different breed. Like when, when we come, like some guys coming after me and saying I'm like complete shit or whatever is like in, insulting my like interior. I'm like, listen. I'm like, we're going to do a live draft at a bar. If you want to come say that to my face, like, please, like, you know, come down because 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two lives like you, you, these people lead. They they live one life behind a keyboard, and they live another life in real life. Like if, like listen, I'm not saying I would punch the dude or hurt the dude, but if you want to come say that to my face, like, well, let's just see how life plays out. Like maybe, I, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe I'll be like, hey, like you know, maybe I'll be like, hey, you know, all right, you know, whatever, man, just so uh, you know, keep it moving with or. I could just go the other way and just grab a bottle, crack it over a bar, and stab him in the neck. Like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do. Like, that's just fucking craziness. Like, why would you, like, come at me, like, and say, like, that derogatory shit when I'm just I'm just putting my opinion about Gettleman out there? It's so ridiculous. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I read some of it, too. It's, to me, it was comical. But, like, yo, I think that dude, like, he's got, like, mental issues, like, like seriously mental issues. Like, he just thinks, like, he's, like, someone that, that is of importance and thinks that, like, he could just be a tough guy or whatever on these things. I mean, it's so stupid, but it was funny, though, because even when you did call him out, he was like, oh, what are you going to do, bro? Like, punch me in the face again? That would be a stupid thing to do. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, why are you calling somebody out like that, dude? Like, like yo, this is real life, though. There's this, we're people. Like, yeah. it's like, if you, if you say that to my face, especially, like, in front of my friends, I'm, I have to, I have to do something. Like, I can't just walk away like a bitch. Like, I have to at least body slam you or something. Like, oh. Or at least attempt to. Like, hopefully, ain't that fucking fat fuck like three hundred fifty pounds. It reminds me. It reminds me of like I don't know if you guys ever played like when you were like the Call of Duty and all these like video games online and shit. And like you start doing these like group interactions and you get like on the teams. Well, people used to talk so much shit on those things. It was insane, bro. You know how many many times I always called the N word on that thing. I'm like, oh my god, like the full N word, like with the ER at the end. I'm like. Oh my god, I can shut off my headphones. This is really fucking foul shit. Like, like God, like it, it, it's oh. like 16 year old kids, too. You know, I, was say, I was like, probably some like 13 year old kid from like Oklahoma shit. Yeah, but yeah, they they, they deserve to get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they deserve it, man. Some people just deserve to get it. They need to Do be kids get any fights in school. Like, I, I don't have kids. And my nephews are, you know, two and four, so or about to be four, so they're not in school yet. Like, do kids still get in fights? Like, when growing up, like people got into fights. Like, you know, especially like you know, junior high school, like you know, high school stuff like that. There was there was fights. I don't think people get into fights anymore. I don't think the average person knows what it feels like to actually punch them in the face or get punched in the face. <laughs> so like, they're a little bit entitled to know that with the fantasy of that they're just gonna cock back and Tyson somebody just because you know they woke up in the morning. God, I, I, I have seen some too. Like, Jules could back me up on this. Like, we, we hung out a long time. We, we had a big group of friends. And we, I hung out up this block, like, a big group of friends. It must have been like one time. I remember one night we had like a keg party at this dead end block, right? In the fucking middle of the city. And then it was like, I turned around, there's like 60 dudes around us. I'm like, and they were all friends. You know what I mean? I mean, Granted, like, I probably, I love, like, about, like, 10 of them to this day. The the, the rest could go to hell. Like, these fucking guys were fucking absolute maniacs. Like, the shit they used to fucking do and get into fucking fights and, like, we have beef with this other neighbor. We have beef. I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, yeah, it was just, it was wild fucking times, like, growing up. It was like the fucking Wild West. I'm like, do I I have to wear a bulletproof vest? Dad, I just want to see Ace Ventura 2. I just want to go to the movies. Like, it was wild, man. It was definitely fucking crazy. And, God bless and, you guys. and the funniest part of that whole set, that whole thing there was, it was 60 dudes hanging out in the fucking corner, no women. 
Right. <laughs> you wonder why there was so much fucking testosterone flying around and guys not knowing what to do with themselves. Yeah. Look like a women hanging out, bro. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> When, when there was days I didn't show up to hang up the block, there was those days I was trying to go out and get laid. <laughs> and my ninety percent of the time it never happened, but I was fucking trying. I used to get used to have to put that shit like on a timer. I'd be like, all right, it's still like only ten thirty. You know, we could kind of leave this area. We could always come back. You know, why don't we go to the bar for like two or three hours? <laughs> after, after I failed, I'm not getting laid. I had a nice little buzz going. I'm only gonna have to probably spend like twenty thirty dollars on a couple of drinks. We're good yeah. to go. <laughs> It was, it was different times back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. But, yo, one other name, too, that we that we kind of mentioned that, that literally just came out today was uh, Kyle Van Noy, the linebacker out of uh, the, uh, the Miami Dolphins. He got cut and released. Look, I'll personally, I'll come right out. I mean, you know, he's a good player. I'm not knocking that. He's 29 years old. But he kind of plays more of that linebacker, pure linebacker position where – and he only had six and a half sacks last season. Yeah. You know, still decent amount, right? But um, for me, personally, I would pass on him. I, I I don't think he's the right fit for the Giants not going into this year. You know, I definitely think that, you know, we, we have better options. I'd much rather Reddick will kind of stay with what we have and try to get something through the draft. I don't know how yep. you guys feel. Dude, 100%, man. Me too, John. Before you go, like, 100%. I tweeted this out before. I'm like, Kyle Van Noy, like, listen, he had the opportunity to come, with, you know, join the Giants last year with the whole Joe Judge connection from New England. He chose Miami. So, you know what? Now Miami cut you. Like, go find another team. I don't want you on the Giants. You know what I mean? You didn't choose us first. You're not, you're not coming here for sloppy seconds. Don't come here. <laughs> I don't want you here. So one thing that I think is going to happen um, that I think people are going to be a little bit surprised by, I think that the elite free agents are going to get paid just, you know, you know pandemic or not. Um, but I think that second and third tier of players – you're going to get them at supreme discounts if the cap falls the way they think it's going to fall. Um, so you might be – I mean, listen, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying about him going to Miami first. Miami could have just offered more money in. Um, Probably. Yeah, you know, no, that's, that's why he didn't you know, come in here. No state tax. Yeah, no state tax too. And yeah, the Giants obviously had their eyes on Blake Martinez, and that clearly worked out. Yeah. Um, but you know what? By perfect world for the Giants, you, you know, you have Blake Martinez. Martin is obviously still out there with the you know the green dot on his helmet, and then right next to him is Mister Mister Relevant, Tay Crowder. If that guy can develop into you know uh, you know at least a, a a decent you know average you know second middle linebacker, uh, you're good. Like you don't really need much more than that, other than your debt pieces. But you're not going to go give a guy six seven million dollars to be your third middle linebacker. No, you know what I, mean? that, I don't think that'd be the case. They are high on Tay Crowder, so. I mean, do play well, man. I mean, yeah. for, for a guy who's literally his nickname is Mr. Relevant, like the last dude drafted, just basically a throwaway, you know, guy you're going to cut come fucking August, um, to step on the field and for half a season, you know, really, really play well and inspire confidence in everybody, even as a Gettleman pick. Um, you know what, bro? Fucking good for you, man. Keep it, keep it going. You know, you mentioned the name earlier, obviously, and Leonard Williams, and I kind of let it go because I was saving it for this part of the show. But I wanted to throw uh -huh. it back out there. I need to, I need to know before I get into anything. Both of you, right, Mike and John, you guys are both in hundred percent in agreement that no matter what, through thick and thin, we got to bring back Leonard Williams, even if it go, even if it means the worst, and we got to franchise tag him. Is that safe to say? Hundred and ten percent. I I give him thirty million dollars a year. I don't give a shit what anybody's <laughs> like. Everybody's like, oh my god, well, we're gonna end up overpaying him. There's no such thing as overpaying your best defensive player on the Giants. You pay this fucking guy. He makes the whole entire defensive line better. Pay the fucking guy. 
give a shit. We got to make sure that Leonard Williams' agent doesn't hear this conversation right now. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to start to tell you guys. Look, he's Maybe because I don't want this show to come across too one-sided. I don't know what it is. Or maybe I just hear certain things and it gets in my head for the fucking day and I start thinking that way, right? I don't know what it is. But I'll tell you the truth. The more and more I'm starting to think about this, and especially after I see a headline last week that states the Giants and Leonard Williams are far apart, right? And look, I get it. That doesn't mean fuck all, right? We know that, right? Because if I, if I remember correctly... I know there was the big marquee running back like Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. They were saying that too far apart and like Dalvin Cook might not even be signed. And then he goes and signs a huge contract. They said the same thing with Kamara. They actually started even throwing in rumors because Leonard Fournette was free agent at the time. And they're like, Fournette might go back home and sign with him. They're going to sign Kamara. And then Kamara, boom, they signed this big, huge deal. So, yep. I mean, obviously that could still happen. And that is still a possibility, you know, but I, I just hate hearing that word. It's like, yo, man, you're going to get paid a lot of fucking money. You mentioned earlier that you like the culture and you want to be a part of this franchise and you want to be a part of this team. And yet now we're far apart. And here's something that people don't either know, recognize or remember. He actually filed a grievance a few months ago against the Giants, right? Because the Giants, when they tagged them, they labeled them as a defensive tackle and not as a D end or edge rusher. And because of that, it cost him 1.7 million. So he filed a grievance because he ended up playing at the end of the season 53.8% of the snaps as an actual edge rusher DE. So because of that, he feels that he should have gotten that extra $1.7 million bonus, which is still under arbitration as we speak today, right? Because that still can be owed to him. Now, you guys said no matter what, we'll even franchise tag him. You're talking with that. If the arbitrator says, yes, he was more of a DN than he was a D tackle, you got to tack on one or two million to that. You're going to end up paying this guy like $22 million on a contract year where, number one, he's not even guaranteed to stay with us next season. Number two, he had one monster year. We, I want to see him repeat that shit, right? Like, yo, you want that yeah. kind of money? Repeat it. You know what I mean? Make sure, make us see that you're one of the best linemen in the game right now and that you're going to be that next one to carry the torch for the Giants, right? Because in all other, you know, in all honesty, looking at his contract, man, that shit is starting to become like a thorn on my side where it's like, yo, we got to try to figure this dude into that, that salary cap. And that's kind of creating problems. Whereas we let him go. We bring in some other guys we could fill in some more of those little holes that we have and actually build a better unit of a team. And, and again, this is just where I'm starting to go with this conversation. The more that I keep hearing them hold out, and obviously as, as we get closer to that, that deadline, I believe it's March 9th at 4 p.m., where that's it, you have that day you can no longer franchise anybody. Let's see how that develops and where we're at at that point, of course. But think about it, man. It's already March 2nd. We're, we're like a week away from it. Well, well, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. Like, ain't, the, ain't the grievance against the NFLPA? And not the Giants directly. Yeah, but we still end up costing the Giants. Not like the NFL is going to pick up the tab. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's only the NFL's like, oh, all right, you know, we fucked right, up. Right, Go ahead, right. Giants. It's two million dollars. Now you going to do that. Yeah, it's definitely going to affect us. But another key point, I know John brought this up like last week on the pod. Like, you know, with with the way our cap is, I know we don't have the exact money this year and year one, but with these TV deals, the billions of dollars that the NFL just signed. Like yeah. billions, the the salary cap is going to skyrocket. They're predicting the cap to skyrocket in like maybe not this year coming up, but in year two, year three. So why wouldn't you give like Leonard Williams like you know a lot of money in year two, year three, big signing bonus, less base against like the one year deal? I could see that happen. That's, That's why I think the Giants have plenty of money. That's exactly it, man. Um, even with the cap without even moving that much, the Giants are an excellent cap uh, cap situation or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. 
the next the next not 2021 but 22 23 24 going forward they have almost no money on the books the way they structure their contracts they can really really do a lot of different things in free agency should they choose to do so um but i honestly bro with with leonard williams people keep saying 2022 million this this and that um that's what the media is saying and they're not the ones that dictate the price the market dictates the price. So if you know there's a week, if he gets franchised, great. We know he's going to get paid. But if he does hit free agency, you know, if another team is only willing to give him 16, that means the Giants at worst have to give him 17. I just I don't see that there is going to be this outpouring of people that are going to be trying to pay this dude, you know, 85 million dollars, 90 million dollars over four years. I just I just don't see that being the case. Not off of one year with uh, a guy as his defensive coordinator that is regarded as one of the young studs in the league right now. You know, not every team is going to be confident enough to be able to get that type of production out of Lennon Williams because the previous three years or four years, whatever it is of his career, he didn't have that type of production. And if you don't have, or you think is the, uh, 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 um, the same level, you know, coaching staff and guys around him to make him play that way, like a Donald Thompson yep. and a Dexter Lawrence, he's not going to be worth $20 million to you the same way he would if he's on the Giants. And that's what I'm thinking. I don't know that there's going to be this tremendous market where he's going to be getting this record-breaking amount of money. I think he's going to sign with the Giants. And I think it's going to be a little bit less. I'm not saying 15 million, but I think it's going to be a little bit less than what people think it's going to be before, and it's going to allow us to get down as well. 100, percent John. It's all about the fit. Like I think Leonard Williams understands that, and I think he knows like the teammates he got around him that is, is going to make him a, a great player going forward. That's why I believe these, you know, the Giants and you know LW get it get the deal done pretty soon. Well, you know, obviously we're going to, we're going to find out and, you know, in the next few, you know, listen, by next week, we'll know if he's franchised or not. So, I mean, at the very least, we're going to know that's coming up, but there's another play I wanted to bring up, but before we do that, I have to give a shout out to Manscaping. Now, when we talk about it all the time, we bring it up, you know, we're saying, go get it. It's great. All these different things, but here's what the company's doing, which is actually pretty cool. They're actually making it for at least this month. They're going to call, they're calling it different things. It's like, take care of your balls. Uh, we save balls. Manscape is actually recognizing and, uh, you know, honoring athletes and, and individuals who have had testicular cancer. Uh, they're putting out, they're actually going to, for, for every time you purchase, at least for the month of March, every one of your purchases, they're going to make a donation to testicular cancer and awareness and raise the awareness of cancer, which is a great thing. and something that everybody should be aware of. So look, Go there. We've been telling you for months, buy the products. They got good stuff. The lawnmower, you know, 3.0, the different colognes and everything else. And now look at this. Not only will you still get that 20% off for Brawl, but you know a portion of your donation is going to go towards testicular cancer, which is always a great cause. And it's, it's kind of like fitting because this other guy that we, we were about to talk about literally is a, is a testicular cancer survivor, right? And literally we were talking just about a week ago where we said we thought this guy might end up retiring. And yet he came out publicly, Nate Solder, right? That's who we're talking of here, came out publicly and said that he wants to play and he's in to play for 2021 this year. So shout out to Nate. He's going to kind of be like our, uh, you know, Manscaped player of the week that we're going to kind of give him a nomination because of the whole testicular cancer with Manscaped. And he's an actual survivor. And, and Nate Solder is the guy that I, we want to talk about for a moment now. Yeah, what a, what a great cause, man, that uh, Manscaped's doing. You know, definitely support that. Use that call, Brawl. You know, you know, support this. This is a really good thing. You know, we have a, you know, I have got a, a friend that, you know, went through testicular cancer, 
And, you know, now we call him Uniball because he's got one ball left. <laughs> it's a definitely a term of endearment, okay? So don't come down my throats with that one. But, uh, you know, good dude. So it's a, it's a good cause, man. So, you know, do your thing, man. You know, take a couple, like, take like 20, 30, 40 bucks and go on the website. There's so many good things and to buy on Manscaped. And, you know, it's definitely a way to go. Use that cold brawl and get that 20% off, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, hey, listen, since we're reading ads, you know, uh, let me read the DraftKings, right? Might as well. Jump in. Look, you know, it's funny. I was thinking of DraftKings this past weekend, and obviously we'll get back to Nate Solder in a moment, but I I, yeah. I was thinking of DraftKings, and I was trying to remember because I saw the futures for the Giants on DraftKings of all, of the, of all the websites, right? And I can't remember what the heck they had us for. For I think it might have been 10-1 to to get to the Super Bowl. I don't remember what it was to win, but I definitely know that to win the NFC East, Drev King currently has us at four to one. Ooh. Not a bad bet. Look, you're gonna tell me that currently, right now, that that NFC East isn't up for fucking grabs you out of your mind. <laughs> Actually, though, we will get into the into some more talk about how the NFC East is being looked at as far as some of our other teams and competitors think. But in the reality, like, yo, man, four to one bet, that's not terrible. Dude, that's a bet in a fucking house. <laughs> that's the bet I want to make, man. Hands down, man. Like, listen, if, you, if you're out of New York and you want to bet on that sports book and you want to bet that, go to, you know, DraftKings.com slash Brawl Book and you could get that bet in there, man. You could go bet that 4-1 to one odds that the Giants are going to win that division. Then there's other things we, we got going on with DraftKings. You could bet, you know, if you go to DraftKings.com slash Brawl UFC, you could bet a dollar to win 100 on the on the UFC fight. That expires 3-6, so you got only a few days to – to, to get that done so get in quick then we also got like if you want to just you know like get in on this DraftKings, all you got to do is bet five dollars to get in if you're a new account like that's all it takes is five bucks and so they always say beginner's luck so if you go in sign up with DraftKings, you know sign up with that email sign up with another email or a third email or a fourth email however you want to do it that one time five dollars man can get get you like a hundred bucks man you never know so get in those DraftKings, baby Definitely, man. And look, yo, that UFC thing sounds sounds real interesting. You could bet a dollar to win a hundred. What do you got to lose? <laughs> it's a fucking dollar, man. Like seriously. Oh. <laughs> right. The minimum. The minimum on that on the thing is five bucks. Just sign up, man. You go, yeah. Oh, put five dollars in. Bet a dollar this thing to win a hundred, and then put four dollars on something crazy. Who knows? Put four dollars on another one of those fights. Who gives a shit? Right. That's all you got to do, man. Come on. Just fucking sign up. It's only five dollars. Five dollars. That's it. Sign yeah. up. Seriously, it'd be hey, worth it. some fucking money. Grow some balls. And then gave them. Fucking <laughs> no pun intended, dog. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you what you have to do, but come on. But that brings us back to Nate Solder, who we thought was definitely written off. And now, look, man, you know, thinking about him, if he is willing to restructure his contract, right? Because no matter what, we're going to take a hit against the cap, right? Right. So if we cut him, we're still going to lose a few million dollars, no matter what, right? What if this guy was willing to restructure his contract and make it so that that same sort of hit, maybe a little bit more, would be what we would have to take and absorb as far as a hit is concerned against the cap this season? And now you're putting this guy back at the right tackle. He's bringing the veteran presence to this whole line. I mean, listen, if he's willing to do that, I wouldn't mind having him back for 2021. I'm going to go out there and say it. If he's willing to take less money and he could just be – at the very least, your swing tackle, and you know, hopefully, literally not once ever see the see the field, and left tackles man by Thomas, right tackles man by Matt Pert. Uh, that's that's as 
best case scenario that you can possibly have. Hopefully, you know, he maybe finds another team in 2022. Maybe he retires, whatever the story is. Um, but that would that would be best case scenario for the Giants, in my opinion. I, 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 listen, Nate Solder's that that like the nicest guy that you like that just drives you crazy. It's, he's all, he's like Evan Ingram, but uh, with uh, with a way more dark story. Evan Ingram's just a clown show because he sucks at catching the ball. Where <laughs> Nate Solder had all that off the field shit, like you know the. You know his own situation with cancer, and then obviously with, with yeah. his family, his son. Um, but you know, at the same time, when he comes on the field, he's you know he doesn't perform. So you know, you, you kind of grow to dislike <laughs> the guy even still. Um, you know, it's a shame, but best case scenario, he's healthy, his son's healthy, he comes back, and at least he's a good veteran influence uh, to two very very young guys at the tackle position and a young overall line in general. It's weird, like can't you know Cam Fleming ain't coming back, and the only reason why Cam Fleming was signed is because Nate decided to opt out. Correct. So, like, if if he does come back, like, if he does get cut, like, it saves us like ten million, but like I think four or five of that is like kind of dead money. Yep. So it's kind of like a waste. So maybe if we do like kind of restructure his contract, maybe give him like you know an extra year or something like that, and kind of like put that money out there or a signing bonus or you know take something off the books and listen, if he's our starting right tackle, I mean, I don't know like how I really feel about that yet. Cause I'm rooting for the rookie to take over that spot. That's what you kind of want. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ready exactly, but the whole like thing about like when, when fans say like, Oh, you know, if he's a left tackle and you just move him to right tackle, like all of a sudden he's just going to be amazing. That's not the case because if you look at these defensive edge rushers, you know, some good rushers come from that side of the field Definitely. and the other side of the field. So it's all about protecting Daniel Jones back. So I guess that's what the whole appeal about the left tackle is. So it's definitely like a little iffy. You want you want guys that could hold that, you know, both sides of that ball down. And with Nate having a year off, I, I don't know how he's going to come back. I mean, at least he wasn't hurt or injured. So, you know, he's healthy, but has he been working out? How, how's he going to look? So... That's a lot of cool, big questions for the Giants, man, to, to answer. But listen, I, I also think it could be it could be valuable in the fact that it takes less pressure off a of perk, right? If you're not going to yeah. bring back Fleming, now you have this guy coming in. Look, we don't need him to play every snap. He doesn't have to be the starting right tackle and be this amazing pro bowler. He's bringing a veteran presence where I know he's going to be better than Cam. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, right? Yeah. And then when you actually look at the overall grade, Cam did kind of average out to be somewhat decent. And I think Solo will be way better. He has less pressure. He's got a young guy that can learn off of him, takes the pressure off of Pert, who's only a third-round pick, to have to step up and take that next step this year, or else have to find something in the draft to go or go waste money on another tackle in, in, in free agency. Yeah. So that that's why I think it might not be terrible. But here's the key thing, right? He has to say, "Yes, I'm willing to restructure my contract." You know, and that that's the only way that any of this conversation becomes relevant. Right. Because other than that, no, we're not keeping you for what the hell we got to pay you. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, he knows that. He knows that. He definitely knows yeah, that. Yeah, I think he does too. And and that's you know, and that's what we'll see his character. If he really wants to stay with the Giants, yeah, he might do something like that. Well, look, if he splits that contract over the next two years, right, and gets a little bit of a signing bonus, right, or something like that with it. All right, what's the big deal? Now you're helping us out, you're helping the organization out. We're keeping a key player there. It's one less thing we have to worry about for this season. Yep. It's not the worst idea in the world. I'm telling you, you're gonna start hearing that chatter as we get closer to that, to that, you know, well, next week, I guess, right? With the whole cap uh, you know, tag issue and everything else going on. I wouldn't so mind one thing I, sorry, just just this is funny, just because I, I heard it this morning as I was uh as I was driving to work or this afternoon or something like that. Um they 
sold or actually said, and I don't know if he's just being misquoted or whatever, but um, he was asked like if he's been working out and keeping in a tip-top shape. <laughs> he said no. He, he said that he, he, isn't, he wasn't working out as hard as if he was actually playing football. <laughs> like, oh, my God. At the very least, at least lie. At least right. he's fucking yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a God-fearing man if I've ever seen one. Oh, man, right. dude. You got to lie about that, dude. Like, you just want you want to throw money away? Like, you just... You definitely Yo, for real? <laughs> yeah, nah, I didn't work out for shit, bro. I just been eating fucking pizza and wings and hamburgers and all that shit. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Come in and look. I'll put on some weight, though. Don't worry. That shit's muscle. <laughs> For real. Guys got to definitely make a, a move there. Either like they, whatever they got to do, they got to cut them or they're going to have to replace them regardless. So it all depends on like the money situation with that. So yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing. That's just something to just kind of keep in mind. But here's another thing that's been getting tossed around. And, you know, I got mixed feelings for this because I have mixed feelings for this show in general. Right. But, one of the big things that's been like spinning around over the last few days is that the Giants are the, the front-running contenders to be on the show, the HBO special, Hard Knocks. And look, I'll tell you the truth, you know, and you might, you might be surprised by what I'm about to say. I don't know if I was really that much of a fan of Hard Knocks. I remember you guys always talking to me, you know, in tax and with friends and everything else. Oh, yo, you see that episode of Hard Knocks? First of all, when it's like the Miami Dolphins or, you know, like the, the, they did the Ravens. Also, I don't give a shit about those teams. I don't fucking okay. want to see what they're doing in training camp. The shit bores the hell out of me. They fucking, I feel like I'm watching these reality TV shows like Housewives and shit where they just like play up these fucking things. I remember, I forget what team it was, but like the, the corner that got cut, like went into the fucking coach's office. He's like, yo, you're going to regret that shit. Like, bro, it's to me that shit gets like so like just drawn up drama like i almost feel like this shit is scripted so like having my team a part of it i'm like ah man i don't know if i really want to do that but (laughs) you know at the same time you're kind of like well it'd be cool to see the inside and man it'll definitely give us a lot to talk about on this this podcast for sure right you know we'll we'll be able to talk about shit every week but i don't know man i'm definitely on the fence i don't know you guys love it hate it what's your thoughts it would be cool to actually watch it because i could like i wouldn't learn more about what the Giants players actually look like because you kind of <laughs> only see them like with their helmets like most of the time you don't really get to see their face that often uh you see especially with like the rookies and and the defensive backs like it, you know if like a couple of the guys like you know worked out of my gym I would have no idea who the hell they are if they didn't have their helmet and their jersey on so that'd be pretty cool to like see but Jules he kind of right like hard knocks it was good like the first couple years yeah kind of got played out the last like few especially last year with the two L.A. teams. But I remember, like, Rex Ryan back in the day, like, he cut, like, Steve Weatherford, like, right? Like, in one of the episodes. Like, I always remember that. I was like, it's kind of cool to see these guys get cut. They're kind of pissed off. Some, like, kind of take it, like, just let me get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm on TV. Some guys say, oh, I appreciate you. I'll see you down. Maybe I'll sign the practice squad. It's actually kind of cool, like, seeing seeing that happen. But I don't know, man. I do and I don't, you know what I mean? It's because it, it could cause a distraction in the team and you don't want that, but it'd be cool to see like how Joe judge operates more. You you'll get to see it more like, and maybe like it would bring other people like, you know, other players around the league to, to want to sign with him. If they get to see how, like how he is, so that could have his benefits too, man. I don't know. That's I'm a good 50, point. 50. I've never actually seen a single second of that show in my entire life. <laughs> um, but I, 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 they never had the Giants on there, so I never really was like, 
you know, interesting. I've seen clips and shit like that, but I've never actually like sat down like oh, I'm watching Hard Knocks right now. Um, it would be cool to see like the players kind of a little bit more humanized. Like you said, you barely know what some of these guys look like. You know, you know, you know Daniel Jones, Saquon, and Slayton, and you know guys like that. You, you know, you if you saw them at the store, you'd know who they are. But you know, the other you know thirty guys on the roster, the average fan would have no idea who they are if they were standing next to them. So it would be cool from that angle. I think that Joe Judge, um, because you know, with the, if you guys watch the Joe Judge report, he's very, very um, thorough in the way he talks, and yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's definitely a, you know, you know, in his blood and his bones, he's a teacher. So I feel like he would welcome that aspect of it, but I also think he would be very, very, very meticulous on what they are allowed to and not allowed to. Not game plan so much, but just like. You know, certain moments he's going to cater more to the players because the players, I'm sure, don't want the cameras there. I think he's going to put up a lot of different roadblocks for HBO, which they might they might say, "All right, we'll pass, we'll go somewhere else instead." Uh, but it definitely would be cool to see, you know, a few hours. Listen, football as a football fan, except for the playoffs, it's 50 hours a year about that you get them. So if, you know, the NFL wants to give us an extra 15 or whatever it is. It'd so be, be cool. It. It'd be cool to see like how the individual players act. Like, I remember seeing Landry when he was, like, you know, like, uh, on, on Hard Knocks. He was like, you got to bless him. You got to bless him, yo. I'm blessing him. Every time he caught a ball, I'm blessing you. I'm, I got to bless him. I'm like, what this guy's fucking talking about? These guys, like, half of them are fucking lunatics. So it's actually kind of fun to watch. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, hey, I mean, you know what? I, it changed me. I'm all for it. Bring the Giants. Oh, here we go. <laughs> like, to be fair, like, bro, like, if Darius Slate was standing next to me, I don't know if I would recognize him either, right? Because right. We, I, I didn't see him on the field all last year with or without his helmet. <laughs> oh, that's a shot. That's a shot, man. Just <laughs> saying, man. My man Slate got to step up in 2021. <laughs> yeah. No, come on, Jules. After he got hurt, then he disappeared. That's what happened. <laughs> we love you, Slay. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> gotta step up though this year gotta step up oh, but you know the reason why i kind of brought it into that sort of manner is because you know another thing that we were sort of joking about last week but yet now it's starting to become a reality is that we were saying how like you know the brawl network in general is really just trying to sort of not only build the brand but also you know kind of uh you know bring together all the different channels right and listen, it, it hurts me to say, but here we are right again, right? We were out there shouting it out to you guys, telling you, look, tell some friends, make sure you download the episodes. You know, we, we want to make sure we get that part up. We want to get as many followers, listeners that we could possibly get. Well, you know, just today, right? It was today, if I'm not mistaken. They were literally bragging how the fucking Eagles brawl is like literally now, now taking the lead as the most followed, the most downloaded and listened to podcast on the Brawl Network. Listen, guys, we got to step this shit up, man. You got to start sending this out to friends, tell people at work, just take their phone and just download the fucking thing on launch or something. Because <laughs> right? I can't have it. I don't know about the rest of you, but knowing that the Eagles are in front, man, that shit is just driving me crazy. I puked when I seen it. I was like, this is tough. <laughs> I'm like, how, how? How are they doing it? Yeah. Like, look, you know what? They, they must, might have they a headset on us, but we're coming on strong, Giants Brawl, Giants family. We definitely are. We got to make this shit a big-time community. They must they must air that podcast in all the Philadelphia prisons. That's what <laughs> that's what happens. They all fucking probably download it. Fucking tell their fucking uh, their jailhouse wives or whatever to fucking download that podcast. That's, that's well, you know, you know, it's crazy. I don't, I don't hear much about Philly with COVID and shit like that, so I don't even know how their situation is with the bars and everything. They're probably just running in the fucking bars and being like, yo, dude, I'll buy you a beer. Just download this shit. 
they get away with everything. They get away with yeah, fucking murder. You know what I mean? Like, like, bro, we're definitely like handcuffed in this situation. But that's why I was saying, like, look, we appreciate it. Everybody that listens and follows, but tell some friends, tell some family members, tell two or three. Start downloading, man. We want to take them out by the season. We want to, we want them to think they're running away with this shit. They're their top dog. And then all the way sudden, we come down July, August, September, and all of a sudden, Giants Brawl is number one on that Brawl Network. All right? You guys are going to help us get to that level. We're going to bring it. We're going to make sure because we're going to bring you episodes every week with this much fire and everything in it. I wish we had a bunch of fans that were in jail or in rehab that can listen <laughs> to the podcast every day. Shit. Well, this is soon enough, right, Mike? Like, yo... The bars are opening up. Cuomo's in a whole bunch of trouble, so we might be at 100% capacity in, like, fucking two weeks. Huh? For real. For real. I don't, like, right now, he lost his restrictions to mandate and fucking put the uh, quarantines on and definitely wear your mask. So he already lost that thing, man. You know, I think I think we're going to be, like, at 100% capacity by the draft on Thursday, April 29th, which we will be doing a live stream, and we will most likely be going live from some bar in New York City we're just giving it a few more weeks before we get the full the details and everything ironed out. But definitely live stream. You're definitely gonna catch us at a bar. We're looking forward to it, man. We're looking forward to bringing this whole brawl and the, uh, family together. Can't wait. <laughs> and tell your friends. Tell their friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, just uh, tell the friends. The other crazy thing was too is that, you know, I forgot and I put them in like sort of like the you know like what do you call it? We look into the rearview mirror and like they're behind us and all this nonsense. Yo, the Washington bro, and now some like friends that I know that are Washington fans, bro, especially in light of them cutting Alex Smith, they are at this like big notion now where they're like, look, yo, man, we cut Alex Smith because we got we are a quarterback and a playmaker that we can get in the draft away from being contenders. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you guys won one more fucking game than we did, and all of a sudden now you guys are like one quarterback and a playmaker away from going to the Super Bowl. Dude, and and like we had a group chat where we were we were getting ready to talk about the whole Eagles brawl and, and the subscribers and all these different things. And yo, this one Washington guy was just chirping off at me. And he was just going on, like, yo, bro, we're ready to go. You think you guys think you're good? Daniel Jones socks for And I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, now I gotta listen to fucking Washington now. I'm like, bro, this shit's getting crazy, bro. I can't wait to see what the next few weeks are gonna go. They even proposed to us that we set up some sort of live mock NFL draft before the actual NFL draft. And I'm like, look, I'm down to do that shit just because of all the shit I'm going to talk to everybody else on that fucking right. channel. Oh, dude, that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Daniel Jones sucks. Get the fuck out of here. All right, Daniel Jones sucks, buddy. Like, he had, like, three rookie offensive line for most starting most of the games, new coaching staff, no preseason, losing your best star running back on your offense. Wide receivers breaking down with injuries. Get the fuck out of here. Going against the top, like, six defenses the first six games of the year. Then getting hurt. Like, yo, stop it. Stop the fucking noise, man. These fucking people. Yo, fuck Washington Brawl. Fuck Philly Brawl. They're <laughs> coming after you, man. Well, you know what's crazy? Like, listen, and I know they've I know they been dealing with a lot of shit with the weather and everything else, but for the most part, I kind of put fucking Dallas ball, Cowboys ball, the fucking bed. So now it's time I got to fucking put the Eagles and the and Washington fucking bed, bro. All right, because you don't hear a peep out of Dallas brawl anymore, right? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah. all, of a, all of a sudden, Dak Prescott wants to get paid like close to Patrick Mahomes' money. Are you yeah. fucking kidding he's me? Fucking worth it. With, with, he's got like one and a half legs. <laughs> yo, for real. Like we broke his ass. He broke his ankle. Yo, it makes me think like Dak really don't want to go back to Dallas. That's what I think. Like right? he just wants that yeah. kind of money. It, it seems like he wants to get the fuck out of there. 
And then I mean, when Alex, maybe maybe Dak fucking goes to Washington. That's what I'm but thinking, right? Like, too, man. Dude, that would be fucking crazy. Like, imagine he's like, you know what? Fuck you, Dallas. I'm going to fucking Washington. Like, not that I think that that would be all shit. They go to the no, Super Bowl. They're ready. They'd <laughs> be better. But they, they, would, be better. they would be better. They would definitely be better. Because, you know, I even had that dude throw the thing out with me. He was like, yo, how's McLaurin looking now to fucking Slayton? And I'm like, you took him in the third round. We took Slayton in the fifth. I'm like, what right. are you even talking about, bro? It's not like we took Slayton ahead of McLaurin. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Yeah, that's, see, that's the shit. And, they, and, and that's the kind of stuff that we'll bring to these other channels, to these other fans. And that's the nonsense. So it's like, oh, it's almost like an embarrassment that we're knowledgeable. We're fucking hilarious. We do crazy shit on this show. We got to get, well, we got to pass the Eagles. Fuck that. At the very right. least, we're passing the Eagles before this shit is over, man. I want 20,000 downloads tonight. We're going to just go into the stadium like week one and just walk up to every single fan and be like, look, just download mm -hmm. this next week. Just download this on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm about to like write 20,000 different emails and fucking download this podcast on every fucking device. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't lose out to the Eagles, man. That it's Darius Slayton and Terry McLaurin the same amount of touchdowns. Uh, huh? It's the Darius Slayton and Terry McLaurin have the same amount of touchdowns. It's weird. I mean... McLaurin did sneakily have 1,100 yards and like I think 80 catches or something similar close to it with those four TDs. But yeah, and he had Alex Smith and some other dude from fucking Washington's like practice squad and some dude they picked up off the street throwing on the ball all season. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they had that guy Haskins. Oh, I forgot Terry, about Terry McLaurin's their best player on offense. <laughs> Terry McLaurin's their best player on offense. His comp isn't Darius yeah. Lane, it's Saquon Barkley. Well, yeah, but um, now they're, they're pumping up Antonio know. Gibson, to be fair. Because if you look at Gibson, yeah. he had a decent okay. year. You know, he only had 170 carries. He still rushed for over 800, almost 800 yards. He had 11 touchdowns, believe it or not. You know what I mean? So, like, they think they have a stud in this Antonio Gibson all of a sudden. And you think that he is can would would be even have the privilege of licking the cheese between Saquon's toes? No, but, but so. then now who are we going to put up as our number two to kind of go against him? You know what I mean? So that's what they're kind of thinking that if they have a quarterback, they're going to be better than Daniel Jones. And now all of a sudden they have the advantage on offense. That so I'm just telling you that the mentality. I'm not saying I agree with this shit. <laughs> Bro, teams teams forget, man. I think when they get to the off to the off season, like you know, the the fantasy is allowed to kind of run a little bit wild. Um, I, I said this before, bro. Teams wait decades for franchise quarterbacks. Decades. Just being a quarterback away means that you are far. Far, far away from being able to win because it is very <laughs> difficult to actually land. So just because you you think you're a quarterback away does not mean that you're fucking doing anything because it's very tough to get the right guy, not just get the guy who's who's good, but get the right guy for your, your team at the right time, the right chemistry to actually go and win something. That's a very challenging thing to do. Thing to do. You don't have to look any further than fucking the, the team we share a stadium with. I'm, I'm glad and, you brought. How many that times up. did they pick the yeah. quarterback in the first round? John, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, this year, there's going to be, like, what, like five quarterbacks coming out this year that everybody's, like, kind of, like, kind of high on. Next year, there's no quarterbacks. So, you know, like, the first, like, you know, you know, seven, eight picks, I bet the house on or on DraftKings that they're all going <laughs> to go within the first, like, eight picks because there's nobody coming out next year, man. you got to get your quarterback. So, if Washington don't get their quarterback this year, they're done. They're not going to get anybody. And I'll be happy about that. I mean, listen, you, you know, they, 
you always kind of think that kind of going in. I mean, I get it. There was a few guys like, let's say, last season with Herbert and Tua that kind of stayed around, so you knew they were coming out. And obviously, Lawrence couldn't come out last season, so he was coming out this year. There's always going to be one or two guys that emerge. There's always going to be like a Joe Burrow that has that kind of season, right? That, that always happens in college football. That's not that's a definite given. But you're right. There's no there's nobody that's been sort of lighting it up for like the last year or two where they're just like, oh shit, this could be the next guy, you know? So that that is going to raise some some sort of eyebrows. But you're right. I mean. At this point right now, looking in the 2021 college season, I don't think that a number one pick this year overall is going to be a quarterback going into, into the 2022 draft as of today, you know, but that, you know, so that's a good point. I, I don't, I'm not even sure if it'll be a top three, right? But there's always usually a quarterback in that top 10 that's taken no matter what, but it might be a little bit more towards the bottom half of that 10. But you're yeah. right, though. I mean, look, there, there's a few guys. I mean, listen, I know the guy Mac from Alabama is getting tossed around that he could be, you know, a decent quarterback that – would be around when Washington picks. I and mean, I don't know if they do that. I know they kind of want to get more of a guy. Who knows? Maybe they think that they're going to get fucking Deshaun Watson somehow to come to them. Who the hell knows, man? They're out of their minds. It don't make sense anyway. <laughs> the the, the oh, Redskins are not going to get Deshaun Watson, bro. They're, they're, you can't tell me that there's not a team before the 19th pick in the draft that's not willing to give up their first-round pick for, for Deshaun Watson. Well, Jet, the be- Jets, all these teams that are looking for quarterbacks – there's it's no, gonna be, it's gonna be your first round pick this year, probably your second round pick if you're picking 19th, and right? And then your first round pick next year, and then your first round pick again the following year. Like, right. so right. go ahead, watch the do that shit, bro. Yeah. I'm all in it on it. Go ahead, bro. Do it. Don't yeah. wait all your fucking top picks the next three seasons. You guys are great with that type price, of shit. We're going Our price to get Deshaun Watson was three first round picks this year. 21, 21, uh, 22, and 23. So three first-round picks, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. How is Washington going to be able to match that kind of a deal? They're going to get five first-round picks. They're going to mortgage the next half decade of the franchise to get to Sean Watson and never be in a position to put a, a top-flight well, player I next mean, to him. Or, or no. they'd have to throw out a big piece like Chase Young. I mean, that's the only way that it really would be. Like Chase where Young, a first-round pick or two. All right, yeah. <laughs> That'll get it done, bro. You're going to do that. Maybe. You know, maybe. If, right? you know, maybe. Chase Young, why, why would Deshaun Watson want to go there now? He's the reason that team is as good because of his pass rush ability and what he does for that defense. The same thing that Saquon could do for our offense. That's a conversation nobody wants to have. Uh, but um, Chase Young, goes. he goes to, to Houston. Now what do they have? They have a, a middling defense and an okay offense. Well, why would he want to go there? And well, Houston's well, going to give – Maybe they think they'll uh, – They'll they'll fuck it. They'll strike gold again, like what they did. You know, they'll get Mac, and then like in the third or fourth round, they'll draft another quarterback, and that quarterback will end up being better than their number two pick overall, right? Because you do remember when they drafted RG three, they drafted Kirk Cousins in the same draft. <laughs> I everybody does that shit. They literally they made sure they get RG three right after Andrew Luck was taken, and then they take Kirk Cousins in the same fucking draft, dude. As if RG three wasn't good enough, and it was almost like they knew what was coming on because Kirk Cousins has a better NFL career. <laughs> in garbage time in fucking garbage time that dude is like 70 he throws like 75 percent uh completion percentage and like when he's down by like 16 or more points <laughs> he's fucking fantastic <laughs> what a loser but listen i think i think that kind of wraps us up here tonight guys huh well, you know, we definitely, definitely have a few things to go off of. We had, we brought out a lot of good stuff. A lot of good things going to unfold in this next week to come. Next week's show should just be as exciting with some of the stuff that should happen as far as 
with the tags and free agency all right around the corner and who's going to get cut and all those type of things. So definitely make sure you tune in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Listen, that Facebook page, if you go to the group page, it's set up. That thing is blowing up. At, at the very least, that page is ahead of everybody in the Brawl Network. But you know what? We're putting a lot of effort into that as well. Go check it out. We're putting daily articles on there with our writer that we spoke about last week addition to some other topics that are discussed as the week develops throughout. So there's always things going on there. Even a couple of these I will preview for the week to come as far as what the podcast is going to show. So definitely check us out on Instagram, Twitter, uh, definitely on Facebook. And hit us up individually, man. I'm always down for a fucking good conversation, talk, whatever, football, man. You can hit me up, Jules and Jules, NYC1, right? But you can also hit Mike up and Mike, Mike Trainer, MFT, right? And then, yo, John Depot at the NYG Slap Parade. That does it for us this week, guys, all right? Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Later.